The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. A valiant display from Ireland at the Aviva Stadium last night against the World Cup finalists France. That, uh, despite of course coming out the wrong side of a one-nil scoreline, but. What does the resultant performance mean for Stephen Kenny, for his side and for their qualification prospects for Euro 2024? To discuss this, I'm joined by Dion Fanning, sports journalist and host of the Free State podcast alongside Joe Brawley. And there will be more of that uh, anon. But first, we've had false dawns before. So is it fair to say, do you think, Dion, that last night's performance might point to something a bit more substantive in the long run? Um, I'm. It was. It was... A typical Irish performance in against uh, a, a much better team, and that's uh, a, something to to praise them for, and also something not necessarily to criticise them for, but not to get carried away by. I I'm a little bit surprised by how uh, excessive some of the of the praise has been, and it's funny in, in anything to do with Ireland under Stephen Kenny, you almost have to set out your your position as where you stand on the sort of Stephen Kenny culture war. And I kind of uh, would consider myself a supporter of, of the Stephen Kenny side in this, in this battle. But I, I kind of surprised at some of the, some of the praise for what, what Ireland did last night, because I, I think we've seen that game a thousand times before. I think we've seen Ireland be brave and valiant and defend uh, with everything they've got and be concentrated and and then lose. And Ireland, those kind of games are really only worth anything or those kind of performances are really only worth anything if you get a result at the end of them. And this is the kind of, this is where we're getting to with the Stephen Kenny um, reign, I, I guess, is that now uh, a lot of the talk on, on both sides is kind of going to have to be replaced by results. And so when you ask where does it leave us, again, it's about what Ireland does next. Uh, but you don't subscribe at all to the notion that says that the scoreline might have slightly flattered France and that... So what? Got- so what if it flattered them? They won. Um, and uh, Ireland needed... I think the way things have gone for Stephen Kenny, a kind of something transformative was kind of needed to say, right, this is different. Ireland nearly beat Portugal in the last qualifier, then came back and drew with Azerbaijan at home. So, there, you know, scorelines flatter teams in these kind of in these kind of games. An awful lot of time, France beat beat the Netherlands on Friday. That was their big test, and they rolled up into Dublin. I think kind of went through the motions. They sort of phoned in a performance to a degree. They capitalised on an Irish mistake, which was. Uh, a very predictable Irish mistake if you studied Stephen Kenny's side, and they clearly had studied Stephen Kenny's side. And then they got they got the they got the three points. Would they have been devastated if Nathan Collins's header had gone in? No, they wouldn't have been. Um, we would have been ecstatic, and we would have uh, having a slightly different conversation now. And they are the margins, but at the same time, if it flattered them. That's not really the key point. The point is that when we talk about this being a very different Ireland team or all those kind of things that I think Stephen Kenny is right to pursue, I, I, I saw, I've seen that performance. I've seen that kind of Irish game a thousand. We were reared on those games. We were, we were brought up uh, at the knees of people talking about Irish moral victories and brave defeats. Well, if you take nothing in the totality of the brave defeat, 
Do you take any individual performances that you could say, well, yeah, from that I will draw solace? Yeah, there was there were there were very good performances. Uh, Benny was great. Uh, Malumbi was very good. I thought Seamus Coleman did well to keep Mbappe quiet. Uh, um, I think Nathan Collins, you know, has a huge future for Ireland. There's loads of things to get encouraged by. But I think we need now. It just needs to be. It's it's a it's it basically put everybody in a kind of holding pattern. I think that's what that what what last night results. I I I think you can draw like like in nearly everything to do with a culture war. You can you can you can you can draw whatever you want from what's being presented in front of you uh, last night. And I do think though we're reaching a point where it's it, it's going to be a different conversation. So when Ireland play Greece in June, the I don't think Stephen Kenny can be talking about performances or whatever and i don't have any problem like he gets criticized for stuff that is ludicrous that he's criticized for he's criticized for saying one thing and doing another in the performance which i think is a kind of standard enough actually quite a good thing for a manager to do sometimes it's not his job to to uh signpost what he's going to do in a game and ireland played quite a, a defensive game last night despite kenny saying that they wouldn't. They would be on the front foot and all that kind of stuff. So I don't think that's their grounds for criticism. But I do think um, it seems to me a little bit excessive. For I suppose everyone expected Ireland. I, I everyone expected Ireland to maybe or worried that Ireland would lose three or four nil. I think after the game on Friday, it was probably less likely that was going to happen. Um, and I think France. Uh, with with you know all their players, we saw like it's kind of frightening. You know the gap between the clubs the French players are at and the clubs the Irish players are at. And I guess on a Monday of an international week, having beaten and beaten the Netherlands on Friday, some of those players are thinking about getting back to their clubs pretty soon. Well, on on that slightly um, <laughs> downward note. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll box off last night's game and look at New Horizons coming in the form of the podcast. Tell us a bit about it. Well, it's a podcast with Joe Brawley uh, called Free State. Our first episode is out today called Smile or Die, which looks at, uh, among other things, happy, happiness, You know, people's desire for happiness, wellness figures, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, a whole range of things that I think uh, people who know Joe Brawley might be surprised by by some of them, uh, less surprised by others. But it's uh, it's a idea that it's, it's very exciting to be part of myself and Joe have been talking about it for a while. And um, my role is, as I've said, is to somebody has to be the adult in the room and unfortunately uh, that's my job. It's your job to hop the jade egg and see where things go. Is that <laughs> well, it's, well, something like that. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's very exciting and I think it's a great, uh, um, it's a great sort of, um, I think that the, the range of stuff we can cover on it from sport to politics to international affairs with guests on that I would like we've, We've, you know, guests coming in tomorrow, which I think, again, I think the dynamic of, of, of Joe Brawley talking to some of the people we're hoping to get on will be really uh, different and make for kind of compelling conversations. I think that's what uh, is exciting about it. Well, no two better men to put in a, in a room for interesting listening. Uh, break a leg. Hope it goes very well. Obviously, you can get uh, the Free State podcast anywhere you download your podcast. Dion Fanning, thanks very much. Cheers, Anton. 
The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.